Hello, hello, hello. Today is Thursday, November 10th, 2022, episode number 208. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You are in the litter box with just Jules Jones today. Cat Turd is being completely hammered by the storm over there. I don't know if you all have been following it or not, but he has got some serious, serious weather. It's Storm Nicole, and it started out, this is out from the DailyMail.com, it submerged Daytona Beach after 16-foot wave lashed at the East Coast. Man is electrocuted by downed para, uh, power line and a woman dies trying to save him as 300,000 lose electricity. He doesn't have electricity right now. His power is completely, completely out. So you are stuck with me today. And just so everyone knows, we are taking tomorrow off. Uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day, and we are going to to take off tomorrow, and then I will have a show. I will have my show, Political Rendezvous, on Saturday. In order to check that out, you're going to need to visit JulesJonesLive.com. I have a completely separate Rumble channel, and I would appreciate it if you all would subscribe and check it out because there's a lot of things um, happening, and I know you you all are going to want to not have too long of a break before we give you updates. But anyway, we may be, just so everyone knows, uh, streaming on Twitter. My little blue check mark uh, seems to have worked, the one that I purchased for $8. So just so you know, we will also be streaming. We will add that to our litter box, uh, streaming on Twitter. So that's really kind of cool. You know, it's a really wild thing. I went from being in, sec- in seclusion for the longest time, two years without having any kind of voice on Twitter whatsoever. And if you think it didn't affect the midterms, and I'm not just saying mine, I'm talking about conservatives in general, but it affect, it has affected us all. So they did it in this election too. They shut down the many voices, the conservative speech and everything else. So if you don't call that election interference, I don't know what what it is. You've got the lamestream media now that are running with a narrative that is just so bogus and so bizarre. Trump did it. It's Trump's fault. I mean, anything that they can do to partner with, and this goes especially, and this is why Cat Turd named it, Fox News attacks Trump early this morning, because you're going to see all of those rhinos jump onto this bandwagon, and they're going to try to take over all of it. So this is happening. We're seeing all of this movement, which goes to tell you, and it shows you one thing. Guess what that is? We're winning. Trump's winning. They are terrified of him. Keep the pressure on. I have 100% confidence that President Trump is not only going to be our nominee and hopefully our only nominee this time around because it would show the solidarity of the party. I would think it would be the least the rhinos could do, but don't count on it. Um, But... Not only that, we're going to win. And the fear that they are trying to build up and all the different investigations they want to put on Elon Musk, all of this has to do with your voice, your opinions. They don't want those to be heard. So we just battle on. We just keep doing exactly what it is we want to do. But please give a prayer to Cat Turd and everybody there in Florida that are dealing with this storm. This is significant. 
And like I said, there has already been a life that has been lost and uh, somebody else has been electrocuted. So be careful out there and we just wish them all the best. Also, I wanted to go ahead and thank everybody who has donated to the show. Those over there on Zell, William Corey, Ramona Rafino, and also Elizabeth Gordonier. Thank you so much for donating. We appreciate it. Mother of Pearl, I see you're already there. And she is saying, can't stay today. Thank you, veterans, for all you do to keep us safe and free. Celebrate your favorite vet tomorrow. God bless you all. Much love to all. Please, I'm asking you for prayers for her husband as well. He was in the hospital this past week. And just make sure that you keep them there. So thank you, Pure Blood Stallion, for my $8 check uh, mark fund. Yes, I am sporting a blue check mark. And really the main reason why I'm doing that is so that we can live stream and we can use all of the tools that are available to us. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into the news. Boy, isn't there plenty of it. The fact that we don't have any answers right now is just ridiculous. But like I said, there is another narrative here in the making. This one is out from Disclose TV. And here you go. Shouldn't surprise any of you. You know what Paul Ryan is and what he has always been. But he is definitely joining in on this whole entire fight. He blames disappointing GOP election results on Trump hangover. Are you kidding that's really what he does. Okay, so the former House Speaker, whoever that may be, you know, the guy that couldn't run again because his popularity just went into the, you know, dust over there, basically because you knew exactly what he was. He sabotaged Trump for the four years that he held the presidency. Even before then, he was up to no good. Well, now all of a sudden, since he's on the board of Fox News, he's deciding to get his voice heard, right? He's going to use his voice in a completely different way. And it's not to help the Republican Party and it's not to help Trump or the American First agenda. He is what he will always be. He is a rhino. Okay, clear as a bell. And he is the leading rhino and he is the one that is taking charge of this narrative. This was probably his idea. So here you go. He says that Republicans should have done better in Tuesday's midterm elections, calling on former President Trump a drag on our ticket that contributed to the party's disappointing results while interviewed from his home in Janesville, Wisconsin, by local station WISN 12 News on Wednesday, Ryan said he was happy to see Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' landslide re-election victory and that Republicans would have to reflect on why that dominant performance did not materialize elsewhere. They are doing everything that they can to divide us even further. This should just prove further to you, honestly, why these people cannot be in charge, why it is important to get out all of the the rhinos that we have up there because they are sabotaging us daily, right? Not only in races. Okay, so the establishment is doing everything they can to hold on to candidates like Murkowski, right? Instead of funding races that they should have been funding, they put all of their eggs and in her basket. Why? Because they can count on her vote. They can count on her to do whatever it is they need for her to do. They have sabotaged us over and over again. Well, the American people, voice or no voice on social media platforms and everything else, lamestream as well, we have a voice. 
And they're starting to recognize that because it's showing up in the polls this time. For those that said that this was not a successful election, you're wrong. It's just harder for us to win based on what we are dealing with right now. With our voices not being heard, with the amount of extensions and the cheating that's going on and everything else. There is no reason in the world why we cannot have our our votes counted right now. None. Zero. Thank you, D.L. Potter, for I appreciate the donation. I absolutely do. So, yeah, this is what's happening. We've got a whole entire board that looks like it is changing. And, of course, we can always go over there for a little bit of humor to see what Cat Turd has to say. And he says, who gives AF what Paul Loser Ryan has to say? (laughs) I don't think any of us do. But we just use the opportunity to point out what is actually going on. So here you go. President Trump did a fabulous job. He backed 174 winning candidates so far, but GOP elites and rhinos slam President Trump anyway. You want to know what side of the fence they're on? Their own. That's it. That's all they are. But this hasn't stopped the GOP rhinos and elites from bashing President Trump today. John McCain's really dumb and spoiled daughter criticized President Trump today. And she says it's the final nail in the coffin of President Trump's political career. Are you kidding? She, I, I tweeted out yesterday, you know what, I really hate to be ugly and sometimes in this way, but I just couldn't help myself. Somebody put a Twinkie in it, please. The woman has no business talking. The only thing, her credibility died with her father. I'm sorry, my father, my father, my father. That is all she has behind her name. There is really nothing special about this woman, yet she lends her voice to weigh in negatively on the Republican Party while posing to be a member of the Republican Party, a conservative, which she is far from. I'm sorry, I have I have real hang-ups with people like this because she is one of the main reasons why our... While our while our while our party does the way it does, and the divide is real, it is there, and you've got people like this that are at, that are at the very root of it. So it keeps going. You've got Bush's former uh, speechwriter who continues to argue that the big factor that stifled the red wave was a candidate quality issue. Okay, so they're basically insulting the American people saying, hey, you don't know what quality is with your candidates. They think they know better than you do on who to vote for, which is scary. It's just no different than people thinking that the government should control your life. Again, These are exactly the same people we are trying to get rid of. So the nasty um, former Trump administration employee, Alyssa Farah Griffin, called President Trump a loser. The View co-host, Alyssa Farah Griffin, labeled her former boss, Donald Trump, a loser on Tuesday night as midterm election projections started pouring in and encouraged Republicans to call him out as well. If you want the Republican Party to thrive, we have got to just finally speak out and say this man is a loser. He lost 2020. He's about to, you know, he's losing a seat that were winnable this time. In time,
began to look toward what the future might look like. Okay, again, this is what we're getting rid of. These are the plants that the lamestream media put into these slots on CNN, The View, and other places to act and pose like they are Republicans, like they are the conservative voices of the party, which they are not. Hence the reason why this show and other shows like In the Litter Box are taken off because people have had enough of this. We reject this completely. They might as well just join the liberal media, the lamestream left and everything else, Democrat Party, and just run with it because they are doing a fine job of it on their own. We do not need them. We did not need them before to do. They're, they're actually, in some ways, I think, helping us in a way because we know who they are and we can call them out. And this is the thing. If you know who they are, then you can do something about it. We can do something about it here. So then you've got Larry Elder on Fox. Conservative commentator Larry Elder said Wednesday that abortion and so-called election dying were more important than he thought after the GOP failed to amass the anticipated red wave. This is, this is plain foolish and all about attacking Trump. Inflation, the economy, the stolen 2020 election, the destruction of America by Obama-Biden administration, the southern border crisis, the lies from the media, the list goes on and on. Those were the top topics for the American people. It's just a real shame that we did not have our party reiterating this. It should have been an echo chamber. It should have been going nonstop. You didn't see that. You didn't hear that. Why? Because they wanted this to happen. They wanted to have a narrative that they could pursue, even if it meant that they lost the House or possibly the Senate. I'm sorry. This is how I see it. Otherwise, you would have seen nothing but the conservatives, especially the ones that had secure seats, those that have big voices out there talking about the things that really mattered day after day and dominating, dominating the lamestream media. This is exactly what was missing in this election. The money was missing. They were funding their own. They weren't reaching out to other races that we could have had a shot in. You can see it the way this whole thing has unfolded. They can cry me a river all day long, but this is on them. And hence is a number one reason why I never, ever, ever contribute to the Republican Party at all. I, I send all of my money when I'm going to prop up a candidate and when I'm going to endorse a candidate directly to their campaign so that they can use it for the things that they need. I do not expect the Republican Party to ever be fair with, with our money, and I say our money because I know you contribute too, and give it to the candidates of our choosing, okay? So that's what I would do going forward. I recommend it to everyone. So election theft is what Americans are concerned with because it happened again yesterday, and everyone knows it. President Trump is trying to help us, and the first step in that is recognizing that it occurred and happened again. We don't listen to GOP elites and rhinos who want to bash President Trump. No, we don't. We don't now. We, we, had, we didn't then. And we never will. President Trump is going to be the nominee, I truly believe. And when he comes out and he, 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 he tells everyone that, I am going to fully embrace that endorsement. And I don't care who's on the ticket. I know what President Trump did for this country and what he continues to do. And he has got some unfinished business. And I cannot wait to help him get that business done. 
Things have changed in this world. We are back on social media. A lot of you still aren't. You're waiting on your old accounts to come back. I did not wait for my old account to come back. Kat Turd said, hey, you got to get on there and you got to get on there now. And this is before the midterms. And I knew I was going to take a risk by getting a new account and then starting all over again and then probably being banished for life as a result of breaking Twitter rules. So what? So be it. I, it's been happening to me nonstop for the last couple of years. So what if it happens again? I'll find another way to get my voice out. This has gone beyond absurd. And I'm not going to stop. I'm just not. Just like President Trump is not going to stop, I'm not going to stop. You're not going to stop. They can't do anything about it. So here we go. We've got a lot of things that are happening as a result. You've got Mary Frost is reporting here. TV elections ratings down. We weren't watching TV on election night because we were in the litter box podcast having fun listening to Jules Jones live and Cat Turd. Thank you, Mary Frost. Her handle over there is at MLFrost, M-I. Yes, we had a great, great time. And since we're not going to be here tomorrow, you can always go back and listen to that. It was We were just kind of reading articles, calling races for five hours. Gosh, it's really, it was a lot of fun. Lots and lots of fun that night. And we'll do that again for sure. I know it. But we've got some more. All right. The situation with the Republican Party, they aren't as confident as they once were. You want to talk about some of the sharks that are circling the wagon. Well, this is out from the DailyMail.com. Republican Caucus says Kevin McCarthy does not have the votes to be House Speaker. Battle over GOP leadership intensifies as the party goes to battle over plans to impeach Biden and slew of investigations, including Hunter. The House Freedom Caucus told reportedly stymied GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's bid for the House Speakership. This is fantastic. We have all been wanting this to happen for a really long time. We're not going to have... The Speaker of the House and the gavel go to a Californian, especially a rhino like McCarthy, who all he does is just, he he just rides the fence. That's all. So I'm, I'm just thrilled that uh, people are waking up. The pressure is on. Like I said, even though they tried to keep our voice low and they did not, they didn't do anything um, as far as working on behalf of conservatives, America First candidates, We've got our hand on the buzzer, and we know who these snakes are. Kevin McCarthy, McConnell are days long past. This is a new party that has risen up, and we are going to dominate, and we do not need people, weasels like this, to get in our way. So here you go. It's Chairman Scott Perry told uh, Politico that McCarthy had not responded to the caucus demands that were presented to him before Election Day. Perry is trying to delay next week's House Republicans' leadership elections. President Resident Biden phoned McCarthy after calling a series of victories Democrats, right? He said that he is ready to compromise with Republicans during his press conference. Republicans have not locked down a 218-member majority yet as of Thursday. McCarthy wrote colleagues to humbly seek their support on Wednesday. No, sir. And make sure that you call all of your representatives and make sure that you put the pressure on and tell them that you are not on board with this idea. 
absolutely not on board with McCarthy or McConnell. If they want a party, if they want anything left of a party that even resembles one, you're going to get rid of these two losers. Okay? Plain. English, that's it. That's what you have. So even though they are trying, the um, we're working really hard in this in this because we've been talking about it for a long time. Cat Turd has been reiterating this. You cannot have those two at the helm if you want a party to exist. There is just no way. So the 42-strong coalition of lawmakers may not have been able to sway the leadership race one way or, or another if Republicans promised red wave materialized on election night. But as three things stand, it appears McCarthy might have to toe the line on working with them and other GOP factions to clinch the top leadership spot. He doesn't deserve it. He has not earned it. He has not been supportive of any of our efforts. You know what? The guy was basically nowhere to be found. Maybe he was hanging out over there at at Frank Lutz's apartment. I don't know what they do over there. But anyway, they were roommates for quite some time. So it lets you know where he is. You also had Liz Cheney. Let's not forget, she taped a call. Okay, I don't like Liz Cheney. But you know what? She exposed him. Like she always does, she and her two-faced self, exposed him on a call. He is no friend of ours. None. We cannot, we cannot have people like this in our party. Do you ever see the Democrats doing anything like that to one another? Absolutely not. And I'm just really glad that we are starting to see the aftermath of all of this. And, and President Trump is on board with it as well. Because when you look at this one, this one is out from the Gateway Pundit, it's time for Mitch McConnell to go. GOP Senate votes to keep him leader on November 16th. Well, corrupt GOP, rhino, elite, Mitch McConnell is the leader of the GOP senators uh, in D.C. And this is all going to go down next week. On November 16th, the GOP will vote on whether to keep McConnell in that role or to replace him with someone else. Just so everyone knows, he has got the lowest rating of any Republican that we have in leadership. And they want this clown, they're going to appoint this clown to be the leader, the, the Senate majority leader? Mm, nay, I think not. Absolutely not. And you need to remind them of that. Thank you, Suze QB. Ditch Mitch. Yes, get that trending. I'm sure, I'm sure Catcher's on it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to. you got to strike while the iron is hot. Get it going. So um, here we go. I have um, McConnell, who is married to Elaine Chao, who turned her back on President Trump and then American people as well after the 2020 election. Their connections to China should keep them both unable to work in any government-related position at all. Breitbart has reported, critics have questioned McConnell's leadership decisions during the midterm election. The McConnell-backed super PAC notably defended Arizona candidates Blake Masters and General Don Bolduck of New Hampshire while backing pro-impeachment Senator Lisa Murkowski against challenger Kelly Shabaka with $9 million. Both the Arizona and New Hampshire races have not been decided. General Bullduck lost his race Tuesday to Senator Maggie Hassan, Democrat New Hampshire. It appears Murkowski may defeat Chewbacca due to the state's ranked voting choice system. 
Senator Scott has been rumored to be interested in replacing McConnell. Scott reportedly had former President Donald Trump's support. Scott has not publicly said he's interested in the job heading into the midterm election. There are a lot of people there that could take that seat over, in my opinion. There, there's plenty. McConnell is the last choice. I would rather have everybody else, minus, of course, Murkowski, Collins, Romney, and some of the others that you know, way ahead of McConnell. McConnell shouldn't even be even be talked about at this point. What? Why? It's just bizarre to me. So you have a history with McConnell. McConnell, and Steve Hilton does a great job of pointing this out. Mitch McConnell's decision to waste millions of dollars intervening in Alaska's Republican v. Republican Senate race looks more reckless and irresponsible every day. Of course, and, and this is the thing, that money should have been going to other candidates in these closer races, but they weren't. You've got a Republican versus a Republican you know that you're going to have a red seat. Why is he so insistent to make sure that it's Murkowski? Because she's in his pocket. So he's throwing millions upon millions of dollars into that race. Millions of it. So, no, he shouldn't even be considered. And this is quite a race. Uh, right now, it looks like you've got Shabaka who is winning in Alaska, all right? But it is ranked choice runoff unfortunately and you know who voted for ranked choice voting murkowski why because she knew it would improve her chances another reason why because she knows that the republicans and the conservatives know exactly what she is knows that she's a rhino and thought that her name recognition on a ballot would get her name up there so she could be the second choice or the third choice, which would improve her choices of being the elected official. This is exactly what this party is all about, the Rhino Party. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that this is going to be okay. I actually donated to Shabaka. I think she is a fantastic candidate. President Trump, he endorsed her as well. We need new blood. And Alaska knows this too. That's why she's doing as well as she is. So the Alaska Senate race is headed to a ranked choice runoff as no candidate is on the ballot, including the two, the top two vote getters. GOP Senator Lisa Murkowski and GOP challenger Kelly Shabaka will reach 50%, according to NBC News. However, the contest eventually shakes out. The seat will remain in GOP hands. The ranked choice voting system allows voters to rank candidates in order of preference. Okay, so this is what they already knew. All right, now, if Murkowski gets this seat, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not any better than having a Democrat. Because that's what she is, all right? This is a big race. Keep your eyes on it, and we're, we're going to get through it. But it is definitely a whole different voting system. It hasn't been tried out. You saw that the person that got the least amount of votes was a Democrat that, that won in ranked choice voting the last time around when it was first when it was first discovered and they first put it out there, which is incredible. But that's because people did not know how to use ranked choice voting. So they put in a name that they're familiar with and everybody thinks, mm, okay, so let's just, let's just do Murkowski. We're used to seeing her on the ballot. Well, eventually, if her name is written down there enough times, she's going to fall into that ranked choice voting 
as your candidate and eventually land that seat. We've got to make sure that doesn't happen. In 2020, Alaska voters, they approved a move to nonpartisan primaries that sent the top four vote getters to rank choice general elections. Along with Murkowski and Shabaka, Democrat Patricia Chesbo and Republican Buzz Kelly advanced from the August primary, although Kelly dropped out of the race in September and endorsed Shabaka. However, he still appeared on the ballot and drew votes. This is exactly what knocked out Sarah Palin, this ranked choice voting nonsense. Advocates of the ranked choice have said the setup benefits moderate candidates. We don't want moderate candidates. We want the best candidate. We want the candidate that gets the most votes. I don't understand that. So here you go. Advocates of the ranked choice claim that to be the case, who don't want to play to either party's fringe and work instead to appeal to the broadest group of people, which some political watchers said would end up benefiting, of course, Murkowski, because she holds a wider appeal to Democrats and independents, who could then pick her as their second choice. This is what they're counting on. This is why she voted for it. This is what's behind it. I wish they would spend half the amount of time trying to come up with ways to cheat in elections and further their agendas as they would just counting the votes that we already have that have been cast. But as you know, a lot of these races are going to go into next week. Unacceptable on absolutely every single level. Not only that, here you go. You've got Jesse Kelly. All right, and I think this guy is great. I've, I've looked at a few of his tweets. It's been so long since I've been on Twitter. I'm rediscovering people because I don't ha- I never was on there before for two years. It was just silence. You know, it was, I lost my account, like all of you, most likely. <laughs> so people are upset, horrified, and angry. They do this in California all the time, and it's this is why it's important for people to stay involved in politics and to keep up with the issues at hand, at hand. Because what ends up happening is the way they write some of these proposals can be extremely confusing to people. So he goes on to say, a lot of people angry and horrified about Montana voting to let a baby die after birth. But the devil is in the details, and this is how horrific stuff passes sometimes when it shouldn't. Read that. That's how it read on the ballot. How would you vote? All right, so here's how it's written out, and you decide for yourself. The ballot question was as follows. An act adopting the born Alive Infant Protection Act, providing that infants born alive, including infants born alive after an abortion, are legal persons requiring health care providers to take necessary actions to preserve the life of a born alive infant, providing a penalty, providing that the proposed act be submitted to the qualified electors of Montana and providing an effective date, yes on legislative referendum or no on legislative referendum. Okay, it sounds like Kamala Harris speak, all right? That's exactly what it sounds like. It's ridiculous, and that's what we have. Um, Kamala Harris speak over and over again. You're not getting to the point of the matter. 
And yes, here it is. Uh, your November 8th election results. And as a result of the way this thing was written poorly, extremely poorly, this past and people are extremely unhappy with it as you can imagine to let a baby die after birth is what this actually says okay but they they jumble up the words and have it read another way i it's just disgusting to me it really is i'm i'm so disgusted with the rhinos in our party i'm i'm disgusted with the way these elections have been handled i'm really disgusted with the fact that Katie Hobbs is is up there basically calling the shots on how it's going to go in Arizona. Oh yes, I'm going to go there today because I am so outraged at all of this. The woman would not recuse herself, didn't, and as a result, she is the one that is overseeing her own election. Now, do I feel that Carrie Lake is going to pull this thing out? I do. I absolutely do for all the right reasons. But at the same time, this is one of those things that is really, we're gonna we're going to have to watch it and we're gonna have to watch it well. So here you go. You've got actually a picture of her checking out her own gig. All right, so let me show you this. Here she is. Right here. See all these ballots? All right, that's Katie Hobbs overseeing all of the counting that's going on. This is her job. She didn't feel that it was necessary for her to recuse herself. Outrageous on every single level. This cannot happen. It, it, it's amazing. It, it's amazing that they are going to be able to get away with something like this. This woman would not debate. She hid in bathrooms. She would not answer questions that Carrie Lake had because she said, oh, she's too scary. I, I don't want to be insulted. Uh, if you cannot debate, you cannot legislate. And here she thinks that she can do a better job with counting your votes. I don't think so. She's a candidate. She should not be anywhere near this, especially with the history in Arizona. Her history, let us not forget. So there she is, right? This is supposed to be a secured facility, and you've got the candidate walking around here, completely unsupervised. There's nobody here. Just just Katie Hobbs and ballots. There's one guy in the back there. He's just kind of checking it out. But there she is. This is a timestamp, which means this is on a video. But uh, how do you feel about this? I know I... I, I'm not, I'm not feeling warm and fuzzy about this at all. So here you go. Crooked election operatives still counting. GOP currently leads the House 209 to 191. The 2022 midterms are not over. They should be. Crooked election actors are still counting in multiple states. The U.S. House race is not over. Races across the country should have been counted and called two days ago on Tuesday night. It's Thursday, everyone. When the counting is still taking place, it becomes clear that something nefarious is going on. Americans can no longer be sure that their votes are safe, secure, and not stolen. That's the understatement of the day. Regardless, here are the current results in the U.S. House race. And here you are. Democrats 191, Republicans 209. Republicans need seven competitive seats to gain control of the House. 
There are no valid excuses why for the delays in the counting, none. One race in Montana, District 1, where Republican zinc is up by 3.3%, with 99% of the votes counted, has not been called. It is clear that this race is going to the former Navy SEAL and U.S. Secretary of Interior under President Trump, but the race hasn't been called. And so you're looking at all of these. Now, I am happy to report some of them have been. We've got some really great candidates that are new for change. And I'm excited about this. Um, It's going to be great. Here we go. I want to just thank a couple people because, as you know, when I'm running the show, I'm looking at a couple of screens here and so I miss your donations sometimes and I don't mean to 45 was right and uh, you are all awesome thank you so much for your donation and tomato fan thank you best election week coverage we certainly tried our best we had a great time we really did we were both a little tired after that Uh, the reason why just so everyone knows and um we so so we had a great time we did not know it was going to go we knew it was going to go on for five hours but we were kind of like let's just throw our hat in there and see how we do (laughs) and it ended up being an awesome awesome show and you were all were so gracious to hang out with us and with all the john rich songs and everything else it was great swamp lizard hunting squad thanks for doing today Jules have a great day off tomorrow yes I mean as far as I know it looks like I'm getting something from cat turd hang on let me just give you something um oh okay so he says when I told okay I told him we're streaming on Twitter by the way that's where we're streaming first time he wants to do the show tomorrow um so I'm going to delete my text (laughs) we will do the show tomorrow all right well I just I'm just gonna tell him I just announced just announced we're doing the show um, we are doing the show. All right. So let me go over there and, and get rid of my text <laughs> on every single platform that I'm on now. I'll do that right after the show. But yes, we will be here. He wants to do this show. And so we will see you tomorrow, just so you know. All right. Just a little uh, spoiler for you. Nothing to get excited about. <laughs> Things are always changing on this show. That's part of the fun. Like you know, we don't we don't get together beforehand and discuss any of these articles. Everything we do, we present to you as we receive it. There are no takebacks. There are no do overs. There are no edits. This is just as raw as it gets, and I'm sure it's obvious to you all. So here you go. Next one out from the Gateway Pundit update breakdown of the remaining 621,856 ballots left to count in Arizona via Carrie Lake Senior Advisor. There is no mathematical path for Katie Hobbs. Well, there shouldn't have been any way. Shouldn't have been. These are going to be, and Carrie Lake actually did an interview and she said who these voters and who these ballots are going to be for. They are going to be for the people that did not want to vote in advance. They were the ones that wanted to make sure that their vote was counted, and they are going to turn them in. And they turn them in at the polls the very last day or at the drop sites so that they would be considered. Because everybody is afraid of voter fraud. I mean, at this point, this is part of a regular conversation. The only election deniers is the lamestream media. And social media, they deny what you know, but they're the only ones that actually are ignoring this fact. 
So here's the breakdown. You have Carolyn Wren, the senior advisor for Carrie Lake, joined, joined Steve Bannon on the war room on Thursday morning. It has been two days since the midterm election, and Arizona still has not counted all the ballots. There are currently 621,856 ballots left to count in the state. Third world countries have more secure elections than Arizona and several Democrat states in the U.S. On Thursday morning, Caroline reiterated that there is no mathematical path for Katie Hobbs to be the governor. Caroline then broke down the votes that are left to be counted. And she says, if the election day drop-offs, 384,414 total, break just 52 to 48 our way, we still win. My personal opinion is that they're going to break 70%. That is the level of rage we, we have right here that we're working with. They have been breaking at that high level, but I'm just pointing out that we could win with just 52% breaking. Keep in mind that that's just breaking for Maricopa County. Those rural counties are going for us. Those Pima election drop-offs are also going to break for us. They are breaking 60 to 40 for us right now as far as people who actually voted on election day. And you know what? This terrifies the left. This absolutely absolutely terrifies the left especially over there in Arizona because you know what happened in Arizona you know the fraud you watched it you saw it we lived it did they change anything no they just rubbed it in your faces even further they said oh we ran out of ink oh we ran out of paper oh and you want Katie Hobbs to be your governor you mean the person that's overseeing all of this Mm -hmm. no Not even a chance. She can't even oversee elections. She can't do anything about the elections that were stolen years prior. And really, this is the the woman that's in charge of the elections today, the one that wouldn't even have a conversation with her opponent, would not have a debate with her opponent? I think not. (laughs) No. If you can't debate your opponent, right? It's like, what happens in sports? All right, here's a real clear analogy. Since I'm a tennis pro, I can tell you this right now. If I don't show up for a match, all right, I lose, okay? Technically, literally, figuratively, every single way, all the way around the map, it counts against me, all right? My ranking will suffer and everything else. It doesn't matter the excuse. It doesn't matter if I have an injury. It doesn't matter if I'm not feeling good or if I have cramps on the court or anything else from not drinking enough water. None of that matters. It's whether you win or whether you lose. This woman didn't even debate. She didn't think she had to. What kind of message does that send to her constituents? Exactly. She doesn't feel like she has to answer any questions. She doesn't feel like she needs to talk about what she's going to do for the state, right? Um, I don't think so. This is a no-go. And she should have been completely disqualified if she was not going to participate. In sports, you are. If you if you do not hit a ball, if you do not show up on time, if you if you do not engage in play, you're disqualified. That's it. You had your chance and you lost and you deal with that. Um, so it should work the exact same way here. Mm. Really bad. Well, you've got a lot of Republicans who are also talking about all of this. 
And here you go, Rick Grinnell. He says that the data shows a red wave in Arizona. Well, Arizona, like I said, it has definitely been been hit and hit hard in previous elections. And that's why this one, everyone is watching because they wanted to see if anything would change. Well, if you don't fix 2020 Republicans, conservatives up there in leadership, what do you think is going to be different this time around? Unless, of course, you were a part of it. That's the problem. That is the problem is that they are. We know what the rhinos are. So you've got Katie Hobbs, her lead over Arizona. It has completely shrunk. You've got a whole bunch of tight races over there as well. But you're starting to see the change. Now, another thing the media was trying to capture, not only were they wanting to go after President Trump and divide this party even further, because that's what they actually do, they also wanted to run with this narrative. So even though we have some outstanding races that are really clearly going to benefit the party and benefit the MAGA party, America First Agenda, they wanted to get out in front of it and say, oh, it was a complete and total disaster. Meanwhile, we still have the Bobert race that we're watching. She's tied right now. They're not even close to calling it. But what did the lamestream media do? They hopped right on it. MAGA candidate, America first candidate. Let's go ahead and call this thing when they had no business doing that. She could still pull this off. And can you imagine? Can you imagine how the left is going to cry? It will be worth every single minute. So here you are. Um, you've got the far left media and rhinos are joining forces to back Ron DeSantis effort into dethrone President Trump. First of all, he has not made any announcement other than he is the governor of Florida and did an absolute brilliant job. He did a fantastic job of cleaning up his elections. <laughs> Look at the difference between Hobbs, okay, who's running for governor, and DeSantis. Look at the difference between DeSantis and Carrie Lake, they are from the exact same cloth. And you know what? The left knows it. He, DeSantis, this is not anything that I'm saying against DeSantis. I just think that it's President Trump's turn. Let him do his thing. And in a couple of years, you're doing great things for Florida, DeSantis. Stay where you are. Support President Trump. Support what we have going here. And just let's just wait until it's your time because it will be your time. I have no question. This guy is going to be fantastic for us. But what they try to do is they try to divide us. And all of a sudden, you've got so many people that are saying, oh, okay, well, we've moved on. Maybe, maybe DeSantis, maybe it's his time. No, it's not. It's President Trump time. He won the election. This past election in 2020 was stolen from him. He's got some unfinished business, and I'm going to support him all the way in that endeavor. Now, if for some reason, President Trump decides he doesn't want to, and DeSantis says, hey, I'm in, then let's talk. Let's do that. But right now, it's very clear to me which direction and which course I need to stay on. So even some mainstream conservatives, Ben Shapiro, they're praising DeSantis. Anyone who has followed these actors know that they are attacking President Trump by backing DeSantis. They are all in there trying to do everything that they can to wreck the train and the ride that we're on. Okay, don't let them do it. Don't they don't they didn't have the power then. They don't have the power now. President Trump is truly something to behold. He is the future of our party and I cannot wait to back him 100%. He knows exactly what needs to be done in Washington. He knows who the snakes are. He knows what needs to happen with the FBI. He's been there. 
We've got to finish this thing. You've got the New York Post this morning. He, they led with a picture above. Liz Peake called DeSantis the new Republican leader on Fox this morning. The far left New York Times this morning wrote that DeSantis just became the GOP front runner for 2024. The corrupt left architect of the 2020 election steal, David from uh, backed DeSantis at the far left Atlantic this morning, saying that Trump lost the midterms and DeSantis won them. Far left Politico released a report that billionaire CEO Ken Griffin is ready to back Ron DeSantis now. The article goes on to bash President Trump. The far left Financial Times writes that President Donald Trump was overshadowed by Ron DeSantis last night. The list goes on and on and on. And understand, the rhinos in our party have just entered into an agreement with the lamestream left media, right? So that they can get rid of President Trump. Understand that these deals have been made behind the scenes. I will not engage with that. I am going to stay on course. President Trump has done more for this country than any other president. I think he's the greatest president we have ever had. And he has been up against so much. I truly count on him to weather the storm. And I think DeSantis is going to do great too when it's his turn. But we certainly don't need the lamestream and the rhinos meddling. And then all of a sudden, you've got the left saying, oh, he's the beacon of truth, wanting, meanwhile, for President Trump to dis- to attack DeSantis. This is what they want. They want President Trump to start going after DeSantis and start all of that so that it makes their job easy. Once President Trump totally destroys whatever, like he does with many, many candidates, then if DeSantis becomes the candidate, they'll use whatever it is that President Trump was saying against DeSantis and then echo it, echo it, echo it all around town. It's not going to work. You've tried that before. We're smarter than that. We know where our head is. We want America first policies. President, no one has even announced, even President Trump has, hasn't even announced that he is running for office. We just feel like he is. And we hope that he will. I, I don't know why he even does it, honestly, other than love of this country. He doesn't need to. And that's what makes him all the better, in my opinion. So here you go. They can't beat President Trump, and they know it. All right, even the Gateway Pundit, I'm going to read what they have to say. It's blatant and obvious what they are trying to accomplish. The left and the rhinos cannot beat Trump in 2024, but they are willing to decimate DeSantis to try. DeSantis has done an incredible job as governor. He took many actions to improve the state and stand up to the monsters on the left in Florida and Washington, D. Sleazy. However, many would argue that it would have never happened if not for President Trump helping him win the 2018 election. Aligning himself with the left-wing media, rhinos and conservatives like Ben Shapiro is a terrible move for DeSantis if he goes there. Also, why has DeSantis not said a word about the stolen 2020 election or the BS going on in Arizona right now? I wish he would. Uh, I think he is really focused on his state. He saw the corruption firsthand, and he knew what he had to do in order to help 
Florida get away from the election fraud. He's been completely focused on cleaning up that state. I think he, this is a sign of the accomplishments that were made under DeSantis, making sure that the voter for all, the voter rolls were clear to make sure that you didn't have the mail-in ballot harvesting, which is the number one key, those machines and everything else. He's been focused on cleaning up his state. Now, if the Republicans wanted the same thing, they would be actively doing it in other states as well. Seeing these results, they could basically take a page from DeSantis and say, okay, well, then maybe this is the model that we need to follow because look at the results. But are they doing that? No. Mm -mm. No, they're not doing that. Absolutely not. They don't want to look at all these other states where they're still counting and it's going on and on and on and call them out and say, hey, this is the most ridiculous thing we have ever seen in our entire lives. And hey, what's with what's with these mail-in voter harvesting ballots? And by the way, COVID's over. Even, even Joe Biden said that COVID was over. So why are we still having this whole mail-in ballot harvesting situation? COVID stole the 2020 election. They want COVID to continue to steal elections. Well, it didn't happen in Florida. And the rhinos need to start focusing on what they did in Florida to clean up their act so that you had results like that, so that we can actually see the proper results of what people are voting for in their states. Not this other garbage. Not this other, not all these other methods to help them cheat. I'm sorry. That's where we are. So, moving right along. I'm sorry, I've got a lot to say today. It's just one of those days. It's been a long week. And just so you know, yes, we are going to do the show tomorrow. So that day off that that I was thinking I was going to have to unwind and all of that. No, it's just intensifying. Kat Turner and I will be here tomorrow. (laughs) And I will be doing my show on Saturday. So here you go. Another January 6th show trial member ousted. Okay, they were not expecting that. Here you go. Democrat Elaine Luria defeated in Virginia will leave Congress with Liz Cheney. How many is of that of them are there now? Uh, this is really kind of fun. This is what happens when you go against the American people. This right here. This is what we have. Republican little tiny Adam Kinzinger, Republican, Liz Cheney, Ms. Piggy, and Democrat Democrat Elaine Luria will not be returning to Congress. Democrat Representative Elaine Luria was defeated in Virginia last night by Republican Jen Kiggins. Luria is a member of the sham January 6th committee. Hmm. Four members of the committee will not be returning next year, and that makes the fourth member of the sham January 6th committee to not be able to return to Congress. And I think this is fabulous. Same reason, I mean, Kinzinger didn't run after the January 6th situation, and even before that, people had pegged him for a rhino. We knew exactly who he was. Well... Same thing is happening all around town. They went against Americans who were exercising their freedom of speech, absolutely treated them horribly, did not give them representation, threw them into a jail before they were able to actually clearly go before a magistrate. They walked all over these people because they wanted to make examples of them. Did they do anything with Black Lives Matter, the burning, the looting, the stealing, and everything else that happened, destroying neighborhoods? 
No, they looked the other way. There were no investigations. None. None. And there were many deaths. There were many businesses, billions and billions of dollars completely to, to rebuild a lot of these areas. Some of these areas lost huge companies like Walmarts and everything else. They're not going to return. No. They burned these places to the ground. It's going, they, they trashed them. They left. They left the people there to basically pick up their own neighborhoods, right? There was no investigation. There was nothing like that. They let them do their thing. But what do they do with January Sixers who were there to exercise their right, who felt like their elections were stolen from them? And they were. There are plenty of examples of it. If you haven't seen 2,000 Mules, you need to. But that's not the only place that they were committing fraud. They were doing it all over the place, and this election was no different. You saw some of the videos that I played by Project Veritas yesterday. I mean, let's face it, keys left on ballot boxes? Come on now. That's intentional. People don't just leave keys, ballot box keys, on top of a mailbox. They just don't. Not only that, you have people posing like they're Republicans, and they are advising people how to vote. That is illegal. You can go to jail for that. But are they in jail? No. No. They need to jail them now. They need to jail all of them. So, but this is good stuff. I mean, when you look at it, they are paying the price for what they did. And they will continue to because guess what? Adam Kinzinger in public political office is no longer Liz Cheney, regardless of her name, her name, her keepsake, her namesake, whatever no longer in political office, nor will you have to deal with her again on any level. Because not only that, they, they're, they're ruined for life. Who's going to want them? The Democrats don't want them either. So they're just kind of outcasts in society. They have no place. They have no home. Ha! Huh, that's how we like it. <laughs> so here you go. This is pretty sad. I don't know if you were watching The Resident, but The Resident really doesn't quite understand what he's doing up there. So Biden calls, calls on pre-approved list of reporters, speaks gibberish after his brain breaks. This was an embarrassing situation. I mean, the man, of course, they shoved him right in, in front of the cameras, but not without him disclosing that he was only able to answer questions from a select few. <laughs> you want to talk about funny. I, I'm not kidding. Th this is sad. Here he is. Now, I've been given a list of 10 people that I'm supposed to call on, and you're all supposed to ask me one question, but I'm sure you'll ask me more. And uh, so let me start off with a list I've been given. Um, uh, Zeke Miller, Associated Press. Okay, sad, isn't it? He's actually reading his note cards. Okay, those, those note cards, he's supposed to memorize them, know them. I mean, he doesn't even have to memorize them word for word. He can just kind of set it right there on his desk, and then he can kind of look around and say, hey, you. Associated Press and act like he knows what he's doing. Problem is, the guy isn't that clued in, so he can't even do that. He can't even fake it, right? Yeah, so he crawled out of his basement to deliver his remarks on the 2022 elections. Mind you, he also said that, that he is not going to do anything differently. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. He thinks he's doing a fabulous job. Even CNN hit back on this and said, oh my gosh. I mean, he's saying that, that sometimes his achievements take a while for them to, to 
produce themselves, to show what kind of accomplishments he's made, Mm-mm, they're not buying it either. He said he, he just wouldn't do anything different because, of course, our achievements take a long time to be recognized. That's insulting people. And, and I don't think that was a good answer from the president. Yeah, so- <laughs> you think? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Because you know what? All you have to do is look around this country and you know that 80% of people are completely unhappy with the resident and everything that he has done. When you look at the crime, when you look at the immigration, when you look at the border, when you look at everything else that is happening in this country, the division, this guy is doing an absolute horrible job. And for him to get up there and say that he would do absolutely nothing different, this is what we get. Biden's being a popular, a a cop, Biden's being an extremist. Ew. What was that again? Who could vote for these people? Fetterman too. And that's why I don't think they did. I mean, it's my opinion. My opinion alone. I'm speaking only on behalf of myself. But yes. So I'm going to leave you with a funny today uh, because the show has just flown by as always. But conservative mama put this together and it's kind of a joke on Miss Katie Hobbs, who is who has, of course, found herself at the uh, in the ballot room overseeing her election boxes, which is clearly where she should not be. But this was kind of a fun one. I am just here to let you all know that it's going to take some time. It's going to take so, so much time. It just takes a lot of time, and I want you to know how much time it's going to take. It's going to take time on top of time, and then you combine those times together, and then you've got the space in between time. It's just so much time. And I know this is a fairly new thing on how much time it takes, but we just take the time needed that time needs for us to take time and sometimes time requires a lot of time and this is one of those times where the time is just going to take so much time so with that said just know it's going to take some time and that is it that is it for me (laughs) thank you for your time (laughs) (laughs) how great was that i swear now do do kamala harris i mean you've got this you've got this gig well here you all are over here on check this out it's on my page we are streaming on twitter for a change i'm so excited about that and that is all thanks to this eight dollar check here next to my name i asked all of you Um, how I looked yesterday with this blue check. I know it's just driving the left crazy and it's totally under the skin of Hollywood. So I encourage all of you to to get the blue check, Mark. Uh, Hopefully it will help you on your accounts as well. But I'm going to go ahead and delete my tweet because we will be here tomorrow for Veterans Day. We will be celebrating with you. But you can see right here, we, we are live. on. So it worked. It worked. Yay. But as a special favor, if you do not mind, I ask you to join me on Saturdays. I am doing a brand new show. I've only done two of them. But 
this Saturday will be my third. It's a political rendezvous, and it starts at 3 o'clock p.m. It's from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, same time as in the litter box. I just doubled down because I felt like I needed to. I promised that I would, and so I did. And so I've got a show that I put together. If you like what you saw today, then it's going to be more of that, kind of a week recap. And you can definitely check out all the platforms where I am. I'm not on too many right now because we're switching over for our podcast um, we're going to be using megaphone and spotify they approached us and so we're going to be working on our podcast through a whole nother different way but we haven't configured it yet it's not ready so i'm i'm not on podcast yet but i will be a political rendezvous is the name of the show and you can visit JulesJonesLive.com. and if you would please subscribe over there all of my streaming platforms tune in on the platforms Rumble, and I will drop that into the chat room. I have my own Rumble channel, Twitch, DLive. All of these others are coming later, but if you click on them, they'll take you straight to my page. And you can, if you would, go ahead and subscribe up here. You'll see the subscribe button. I really, really, really would appreciate that. So I will see you tomorrow. It will be Cat Turd and I. We are going to celebrate Veterans Day. And then on Saturday, if you would join me for a political rendezvous with Jules Jones Live, I would appreciate it. Again, the way you spell my name, a lot of people ask me that, is just like the jewel, J-E-W-E-L-S at Jules, J-E-W-E-L-S, Jones, J-O-N-E-S, live, L-I-V-E dot com. You've got it. Not a big deal. But anyway, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for the donations. You all are amazing. Thank you for wel- welcoming all the new people into our show. It- it's just awesome. I- we have the number one chat room. Nothing was so obvious as that is when we were able to spend five hours together on election night and hopefully we'll do a lot more of that when there's a big event but you have all been amazing thank you for welcoming all the new people in and ignore the trolls they're gonna they're gonna show up no matter what but if you don't pay attention to them if you don't feed them they're not going to stay for very long so just know that going in i'd also like to thank the moderators thank you fleet admiral james if you'd like a recap of all of this proudly deplorable on truth social and and rob Pligram senior on twitter does an awesome review of each and every single one of the shows so you can read them and literally the the words jump off of the page when he gives a review. They're just amazing. And we appreciate all the work of the Mighty 200, the Littermates, all of your support. You are just amazing. We appreciate you. We love you. Anyway, keep Cat Turd in your prayers while he gets through this storm. Be safe. Be kind to one another. And we will see you later. Bye. <laughs>